Hey y'all, I'm Jordan Gill, host of the System Samey podcast. More entrepreneurs are seeking freedom and flexibility, but how does that really happen? Systems, of course. I'm lifting the hood to my successful life first business, sharing strategies and thought-provoking prompts to how your business can accomplish the same for you. Let's get it. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am really intrigued by the topic I'm going to talk about today because I think that it has allowed me to stay in momentum, move quicker in decision-making, and not get bogged down when I could have guilted myself about making a wrong decision or a decision that I regret or whatever the case is when it comes to investing um, in different courses, programs, events, masterminds, programs, all the things. I don't even know what else that could be. But um, I thought it could be helpful because we're nearing you know, the end of the second month of the year, which is insane. But here we are. And we may have made different investments, you know, end of December into January, and we could be feeling some type of way about them. <laughs> and actually, again, I feel like, I feel like I'm really becoming more and more of a better decision maker as time goes on. Cause I have more data to work with and knowledge. And so I think that it is super crucial to two things. <laughs> I think it's really important for you not to, to get into the lens of like, oh my gosh, I've made all these quote unquote bad investments or investments that I regret or that are tricky or whatever the case is, and then decide I'm not going to invest again. Uh, or if you are just like out here making investments because somebody told you that you just have to keep making investments because it's part of it. And you don't take the time to really review what investments have been most beneficial to you and knowing yourself enough to know what investments are are the right fit. Both of those are a trap <laughs> because what they are not getting at is the fact that you just need to get to know yourself more and know what investments will benefit you the most. And that has been the journey, right, uh, alongside my business around just getting to know myself, having that level of awareness, and saying no to opportunities that maybe could help you or maybe sound great, but because of either the structure or because of the um, the type of learning or whatever the case is, doesn't fit your style. You know, I could be in like a course or a program or a mastermind that's like the most epic in the entire world and you'll be a bajillionaire at the end of it. But if it's not set up in a way that I learn best or absorb best or can create really awesome results with, then it's like not going to work out for me. <laughs> right. And so that's the part that people have a hard time with is actually getting to know themselves enough and being aware enough uh, on their own terms to know what investments are going to work out or not. So what I want to talk about today is a, kind of this idea of what other results I've gotten from programs, courses, masterminds, events, et cetera, outside of the ones that were promised or advertised. So that's where people get tripped up. 
right, is, oh, everybody else made $100,000, but I only made $50,000, right? Or whatever the case is um, for whatever course you're doing, right? Oh, this person saved 20 hours a month. I only saved five hours a month or et cetera. Enter whatever result. And so here are some additional things that besides the results that are advertised that I've been able to pull from different programs or courses, masterminds, events, et cetera. So my number one one is networking. So building those relationships and connections. I, I've made so many quote unquote bad investments or wrong fit investments that have been turned around because of the relationships that I've built. Okay. And that's, that's the power of them is yes, I may not have gotten the results that I originally sought out to have from this opportunity. But what's cool is I met a biz bestie. I met a collaborator. I met a team member that's now working for me. I've met so-and-so fro and fro, right? And what's been awesome about that is that, again, I don't then guilt myself about not watching every video, which, again, please do not... There's this, I have a feeling I'm going to go on a ton of tangents on this episode. Um, I do have my bullet points, but I'm finding even more things that I would like to talk about. In the course world, the whole point is so that your students, so your clients get through your entire um, modules and videos and stuff like that, right? It's about course, 100% course completion, right? And that idea that you know, only 5% of people ever complete a course. What's interesting about that is I'm not really interested in people just completing my course in the sense of just going through every video and every worksheet. Like I need it to be activated. I need it to where you're actually doing the thing, right? So if that's the case, then again, I am not going to, it's never in my programs or courses of like, okay, if they go a week without logging into the course platform, I'm going to hound them about getting back in and, and doing the work. That's just not really in my nature because I'm the kind of person that I pretty much like focus on getting like one or two gold nuggets from every investment and then I move on. Um, I don't necessarily need to go through somebody's entire program, especially the ones with like 90 hundreds of videos. I I just know that it doesn't take me going through that much content in order for me to get a good gem. And I want to give an example here because it, it's, it's an example that, that's very close to home. So when I was in middle school, going into high school, I read this book called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It's one of my favorite books. I reread it all the time. And it was, I don't know, like an 8 or $9 book back then, right? Dale Carnegie is no longer with us. But I, the investment level was 8 or $9, right? And that book, the golden nuggets I got from that book, still to this day affect how I build relationships and how I nurture relationships. So for example, inside the book, he talks about the sweetest sound to anybody is their name, right? And 
that one sentence, that's literally the entire sentence. I've again, read it enough to know. And I have taken note and try to remember people's names so hard. So I have different ways that I do that. But I really try to remember people's names because I know how that makes them feel, right? You know, we know all the the ways it's like, oh, hey, you. And it's like, yeah, you don't want to my name. You don't remember me. Like, <laughs> I get it and that's okay. But I didn't want to be that person. And so I, I have that, that sentence in basically in a loop uh, in my mind whenever I'm traveling or meeting a bunch of people is like the sweetest sound of people is their name, their name, their name, their name. Remember their name. And so I, I try to do that. That's extremely important to me. And I got that from my $8 book 20 years ago, right? Another thing that I learned from that book around relationship building was this idea of the person who talks the most is going to have the best experience in that conversation. So this, this landed me actually a lot of first dates, not a lot of second dates because the other party, I got them talking. I asked really inquisitive questions and whatnot. And then, you know, they thought the date went really well on the first date, but I was bored out of my mind or I just like, they didn't ask me any questions about myself. So the person who talks the most in the conversation is going to think it went the most well. So I use it on my dates, but I also use it in, in building relationships as well. Like I don't need to be the, the person with all the data and name and lights and all that stuff. Like I'm going to get you talking and I do genuinely want to get to know you but I also want you to leave this conversation feeling like it was a good conversation. And so those are two big things that have a hundred percent affected how I build relationships since middle school. And it's worked out really well for me. That was from an eight or $9 book 20 years ago. So when you're thinking about even, you know, your own offers, but when you're thinking about purchasing an investment, Right. Are you purchasing it because you see the value in all of the modules and videos and worksheets and thingamabobs and jigamajigs? Or are you joining it knowing that one or two or maybe three gold nuggets are going to come from it? And it may come from a coaching call. It may come from, you know, this worksheet. It may come from whatever. I have like the one or two rule when it comes to investments, if I don't think that I'm going to be able to get one or two things from investing the whole amount of money, then I'm not going to do it. Like literally. (laughs) So, you know, yes, does I have to check like, oh yes, like this is a problem I need to solve right now. Or yes, this is going to solve a problem for my team or whatever. Absolutely. But I, um, I don't have to, again, then get so tight gripped to where I'm like, okay, I am, I have to get through all of this content in order to maximize it. It's not about the consumption. It's about the action. So looping that back around to why I will network in order to get my money's worth, right? In some of the, the programs, courses, masterminds, events that I've been a part of, is because I know how how valuable relationships are, right? Whether it's a biz bestie, a collaboration, a, a person that I hire, a whatever, relationships are valuable. And so if I can make one or two relationships from 
a community or a content or whatever that I'm at or that I'm consuming, then it's worth it. Right? So networking is one. Another one is another result that I've gotten from pros programs, semi result, I suppose, but is like processes, tools, software, uh, backend stuff. <laughs> right? So I'm constantly looking at how people are running things, how people structure things, what tools people use. It's probably the systems person in me uh, that likes to nerd out. But I, if I, again, maybe I'm not getting the result from the content or it's not the learning style that I like, then I will look at how they're doing things, not what they're saying or whatever else, but just how are they supporting this community or how are they setting up this course? How are they delivering this event? And I will take notes from that. And I can 100% get one or two notes um, or golden nuggets from the processes and systems and the tools that people are using, 100%. And then another result that I've gotten um, outside the ones that are promised or advertised is feedback. So again, maybe the course material I'm not driving with or, again, I'm not able to uh, find people to network with or whatever, then I will, maybe I joined this opportunity to talk with the actual person who is running the event or the program or whatever the case is. And so I will, again, intentionally uh, look to get feedback from that person. And that feedback may be what is the most valuable thing, whether that is in a group setting, a one-on-one setting, et cetera. And so instead of holding on to the content or holding on to other parts of the opportunity or the investment, I will just do like a straight to the source uh, focus where I'm just focused on coming to the coaching calls and learning from the other people and learning from the actual source and getting that feedback for myself. I wanted to share this episode because listen, there's no foolproof way to like only make good investments. Like that's, I don't even, I don't even know anybody that could say that they've made all good investments. And so if that's the case, right, then it's important to manage or regulate how you view your investments, knowing that some will turn out and some will not. And I put not in quotations because I, again, have been able to take something from every investment, even if like it was a painful investment. Like there were some investments that I, you know, paid 18K for or paid significant amount of money for that I'm like, well, be real nice to have that 18K back. <laughs> However, I did learn things, you know, the the delivery of their um, service wasn't great, but there, I did learn things from their content and their coaching calls that I had listened to. So, you know, again, it, it, it all works out in the wash, but because we can't hundred percent have good investments all the time. I wanted to make sure that you were equipped with some things that you can still receive out of those investments um, so that you're not alone. And hopefully that helps you moving forward in the rest of this year and beyond uh, in your business, but also in your life. So thanks so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode. 
Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram for daily advice or LinkedIn if that's more of your jam. Let me know if anything resonated with you by DMing me or tagging me in stories. 